Welcome to the Five Star Life Show, your home for content related to education, parenting, and changing wrong mindsets so you can live a five-star life. I'm your host, Coach Seth. Let's do this. Welcome back to the Five Star Life Show. I'm your host, Coach Seth, and I'm joined here in studio with Coach Mia. Welcome back. Hey, Seth. So uh, today we just Mia, we just I know you're out of town. You weren't in studio today. We just filmed this incredible lesson for for kids. Um, this is going to be so powerful. The theme we're teaching right now is rule, which means to have dominion or control over an area or a people. And so we're talking about how to how to have dominion, how to rule anger, which is such a, you know, a, a big deal. I can't show people on this podcast or on radio, but we, we showed some clips of just people like, have you ever seen on TikTok or YouTube, just like people freaking out? No. Oh my goodness. It's like people watching, but it's recorded and it's absolutely hilarious. There's this woman who's in an airport and I don't know if they messed up her flight. I don't know if they delayed her plane. I don't know what happened. But this woman goes berserk. I mean, she, like, well-dressed woman, sharp-dressed woman. And, and she starts screaming and stomping like a, like she's possessed. Like, this shrieking, yelling as she's stomping off with her luggage behind her. And then she gets to the, to the next door and she starts jumping, like stomping the ground. And because her luggage gets stuck and she starts jumping up and down like she's two. <laughs> it's hilarious. And then we showed, uh, have, you travel a lot. Mm-hmm. You ever see people freak out? You, you seen? Oh them? my gosh. Yes. <laughs> You've seen quite a few. Yeah. And I, I, I'm ashamed, but I've probably not freaked out to that, you know, degree, but I've probably lost it a little bit. Like when you're flight and you're trying, you know what I mean? You're on a timeline and you're trying to get somewhere and they tell you something you don't want to hear. You're like, are you kidding me? So. <laughs> this woman, she she was definitely over the top. And yeah. then we showed a clip of uh, this dad. He's driving down the road and he's got his three kids in the, in the back car seats. They're little kids. And there's a little kid. He's all upset and he's kind of got his big bottom lip sticking out and he's, you know, he's got tears in his eyes and. He said, so, so you hit your brother because you wanted a pancake? The little boy says, yes. <laughs> Son, you can't hit people because you want a pancake. He says, but I really wanted one. <laughs> <laughs> it is so funny, but it, it's so true because we let, I mean, it can be a pancake. It can be the person that, it can be the ticket counter. It can be... It can be anything, and we just lose it. And so anger is something that uh, it's really funny to watch others lose it. It's hysterical. and it's, I'm probably wrong for enjoying it. Um, <laughs> but it's really not a laughing matter when you think about the collateral damage that it has on the people that you're unleashing on or even on yourself. So according to uh, research, Anger is actually toxic for your health. 
So physically, it, it, it wears down your immune system. It literally slowly kills you. It speeds up the death process. So things like, simple things like headaches, stomach aches, uh, inflammation, which we both know is at the root of basically every disease in the planet. Everything is in, causes inflammation. Um, so, so it's toxic to your health physically, but it also kills relationships. Mm-hmm. Mia, have you ever had to take a step back from someone who their anger was so over the top that you were like, I, I can't be around this person maybe the way I was in the past because I just saw something that's I got to step back from. Sure. And unfortunately, I think it's like my family. (laughs) Like when you're talking about anger, I mean, it's like this common bond that, uh, you know, we all have. It's like that short fuse. Um, So, yeah, this this is this hits home. Yeah. So it's interesting because we let it starts kind of the anger process. Doctors say, um, well, it's all over the board. Experts, some say we get angry at least one time every day. And we get irritated like three to five times a day. And then other experts say, no, it's at least 15 times a day we get angry. So, but I think it's more irritation. I think you let little things irritate you about, about who? The people you're closest to. Mm-hmm. So the, the thing that's interesting is these little irritations. For me, it was people as like growing up as people touching my hair. I had curly hair, so everybody wanted to touch it. Uh, for me, it was like, you know, uh, family stuff, siblings that just do these irritating things. Mm-hmm. Maybe it doesn't irritate anybody else, but it just irritates you because it's a family member. And th- these little things, they go from little irritations that other people that maybe aren't exposed to them all the time, they kind of brush it over, brush over it. Uh, but we we let irritation then become anger. Mm-hmm. And then anger unchecked starts to totally take over. So the thing that I've told kids, I said, listen, I want to be crystal clear. Uh, anger is uh, an emotion that every single person on the planet faces and deals with. Um, but it is something that our body does to alert us to the fact that uh, something we love, someone we love, or we ourselves uh, are being wronged. So it's our body alerting us to this fact, right? Mm -hmm. And ultimately, the question then becomes, when we're alerted to the fact, what are we going to do with it? Are we going to then let those flags take us, take over and let our, our, our body rule us, our anger rule us, or are we going to actually rule it? That's the big question because ultimately, um, we don't have to let it totally dominate our lives. Um, I remember, and Mia, you, you, you might remember this. Uh, I, I mentored, actually before Five Star, I mentored a, in my early 20s a kid named Richard. And he, um, I started cutting him and his brother's hair. Um, three kids from inner city Detroit that their, their dad had abandoned them. Their mom was a crack addict. And so they were put up for adoption and um, this couple adopted them. And so I, I was a, 
you know, working with kids, loved kids, started to mentor them, cut their hair, uh, coach basketball. And I remember one time I was cutting Richard's hair and in their kitchen, and his mom was like mean, scary mean. Mm-hmm. She would, as I was cutting his hair, sit down to talk with us, and she would just say all these toxic things like, Richard is just, you know, he's, a, he's an idiot, he's, he's dumb, he's a loser. Um, you know, R- Richard, Richard's, he'll never make your basketball team, Coach Seth. He'll never play basketball at your school. Uh, I mean, if he does by, by chance make the team, he'll be too stupid to learn the plays because his grades are terrible. And it was just so toxic and so awkward. I remember sitting there watching Richard just grind his teeth, silently seething as a coping mechanism for all of the anger, all of the pain, all of the embarrassment he felt from what his mom had, had re, you know, repeatedly done to him. And I will never forget um, the phone call I received uh, years later on the 4th of July. We were maybe three or four years into Five Star. And my friend just said, you got to turn on CNN. Richard now was in his early 20s. He had um, driven to his parents' house, shot and killed them, and then turned the gun on himself. Ah, uh, I guess. And um, he, he had allowed, he'd allowed irritation to become anger. He'd allowed anger over the course of weeks, months, and then years to turn into bitterness. And that bitterness created this, this depth of anger where he started dreaming about all the things he was going to do. And th- that's, that's what happens when we let anger rule us. When we let anger rule us, we have no control. Because anger, uncontrolled anger, demands that we find a target to punish. Somebody Would you, has, go, I'm sorry. Would you say it's like one of the most dangerous emotions? It, it is definitely one of the most dangerous emotions. It's explosive. There are more people in prison behind, you know, behind bars for an episode of anger. Right? One moment and they do something that either they're not, on planet Earth, or somebody else isn't, and so and so, it, it's we 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 end up targeting someone in when we get angry, we aren't clear in our thinking, and so then what we do is we have to find someone to focus our anger on, so so unchecked anger targets someone that we blame. And someone's going to pay. Justice is going to be served somewhere. It's, it's the natural process. It's why it's so dangerous. Mm-hmm. But there's a, there's a much better way. And I know people listening, like, you know, you, you go through that process when you get angry. Maybe, maybe that's, that's someone listening right now. Like, you let it get you, and then the words are out, the, the, the holes in the wall, the, whatever is done is done, and you feel better, but then the guilt, the shame... You, the condemnation, you feel awful about who you are. Um, and there's just such a much better way. So in this lesson, we, we unpack that. But we've got to take a quick break and come back with more after this. 
Did you know that you can bring the values, lessons, and mindsets Coach Seth discusses on the Five Star Life podcast to your local community? Schools are searching for programs and content that work. Just a simple introduction to your teacher or principal could be a game changer in your community. Inquire at fivestarlife.org and someone from our team will be in touch. Welcome back to Five Star Life. Coach Seth here with my co-host, Coach Mia. Thanks, Seth. Boy, we were just having a pretty heavy conversation about anger um, and just what a dangerous emotion it can be. It it is one of the... um, Anger is a is a dangerous emotion, but it's also, it's a part of who we are. And if we can learn a better way, instead of being ruled, the only problem with anger is when it controls us and rules us. Otherwise, like, but we don't have to go through our whole life being ruled by it, feeling guilty and bad about anger. Anger isn't supposed to be this bad, bad thing. It's a natural part of our life that we're supposed to control which really comes down to ownership. So living by the five-side value of responsibility, which we define as um, taking ownership of our past choices, our current reality, and our future dreams. So owning our anger. Either anger will own us in those situations when we're stirred up, or we will own it. And... The reality is this. Anger is uh, something that can be controlled. So many people, I hear so many people, kids especially, say, Coach Seth, I'm just an angry person. I can't control it. It's just the way I am. I was born this way. And that is an absolute um, excuse to not change. So for people that don't want to change, there's not much I can help with. But if you recognize that anger is, is ruining your health, it's, it's ruining your relationships, um, because you think about the things that we do, it's embarrassing. It, it's shameful what we do when we're angry. And e- either we own it and start to learn how to control it, or it controls, it controls us. Um, and ultimately, that's what I told Richard many times. I said, listen, Richard, you and you alone can grab a hold of this anger, hold on to it, hold it up, and choose what you're going to do with it. And anger, in your situation, Richard, the way you release it is through forgiveness. You have got to forgive your mom. You've got to forgive your dad. You've got to let this go. Otherwise, that anger will turn toxic. It will turn into poison, and it will destroy you from the inside out. And that's exactly what happened. Do you? I, I obviously wasn't there for the lesson today, but um, there's got to be steps to this forgiveness because I think when people hear, if you're an angry person and they say that, you know, like forgiveness is the key, it's like, where do you start? So, you know, for for Richard, you think about this, he had, had taken that anger. Well, he didn't take the the anger took him. That's a better way to say it. The Mm -hmm. anger took him and it took him on a journey. And the journey went like this. Your mom is toxic. One, she's not even your real mom. She's your fake mom. She's your adoptive mom. She doesn't care about you. 
She doesn't love you. She hates you. She's mean. She deserves to be punished. Like what she's done is wrong and she needs to pay. How can I then pay her back? So then your, your mind starts to, it's, you're taken. It's, it's, like, it's like swimming. It's like Jaws. You're, you're in the ocean and all of a sudden you're taken under the water. You're no longer under control and you get deeper and deeper and darker, darker into things that if you were rational, you'd think this is dark. This is insane. This is not healthy. But that's what anger does. Mm-hmm. So the, the thing that if you want to control it, uh, take responsibility, which is an absolute game changer. I mean, think about it. taking responsibility for anger is a game changer because one, by taking responsibility for your anger, you're no longer a victim of other people. I and I alone will decide what I'm going to do with the anger. And for me, I used anger as holy fuel to fight so every kid on the planet can start to change their mindset and buy into their potential, understand their greatness, and live a five-star life. And when you rule anger and grab hold of it, take ownership, anger can energize you. It can empower you in a positive way. You look at Michael Jordan. He got cut from his varsity basketball team in high school. Michael Jordan, arguably the greatest basketball player ever. He was so angry. But what he didn't do, even at a young age in high school, he didn't let anger rule him like what you see so many kids do today. What do they do? The anger rules them. What do they do? They blame the coach. They get bitter Mm -hmm. at the coach. They get bitter at the other teammates. They get mad. They let their anger unleash on someone else. They don't take responsibility for it. They blame. And then what they do is they say, it's their fault. I'm acting this way because of what they did. Instead, Michael Jordan, he grabbed it, owned it, and said, I'm going to channel this anger in a positive way. I'm going to work out. I'm going to grind. I'm going to shoot. I'm going to channel this anger. I'm going to use this to energize me so that I'm never in this position again. I don't ever want to feel like that again. Mm -hmm. So it it can actually be an incredible tool for you uh, if if you want it to. So again, it really become like almost a fuel, a good fuel. It, It can become an absolute fuel. But even simpler, if you think about um, taking responsibility to own your anger, if you want to back up and be more proactive, which is what really we're trying to teach kids, is it starts by practicing mindfulness. You want to take responsibility and ownership? If you have an anger issue, you probably don't recognize it until it's already boiling over and it's unleashed on someone. If you can start to practice mindfulness, which is all that is, is being self-aware and recognizing like, okay, my stomach's starting to knot up, my blood pressure is rising, like my, my, my neck is getting tense, my shoulders are getting tense, my, my, my fists are balling up, my, like I, my heart's beating fast. There are some, some things you're gonna be aware of. Okay, I'm getting irritated. You know, my right eye is starting to twitch. (laughs) If you can be aware, mindful of what's happening internally, 
you can then shut the valve off. And, and most of the time for me, Mia, I can be mindful, self-aware, and I realize, okay, I'm getting irritated. And then it's just a matter of literally research supports this. It's a few deep breaths. Like just some deep breaths. What that does is it literally lowers your blood pressure and allows your brain again to get clear so the anger isn't isn't really driving your thinking. You again are back back to back to sea level, seeing above water saying, "Okay, what's my next move? What do I want to do with this?" instead of letting the beast drag you under. Mhm. I have to say a couple of deep breaths don't work for me all the time. Um, it's almost like you have to remove yourself from the situation, take a walk, you know. That's that's the st- third step. So often deep breaths help. Sometimes they don't. And so sometimes you've got to just, you've got to walk away from the situation, walk away from the person. And, and then really research says doing something physical is an incredible outlet for that anger. So working out, exercising, going for a walk, doing something physical that doesn't hurt you or someone else, mm-hmm. that, that releases energy. And again, that also will help you get back to, to sea level and start to realize, okay, you can see it, the whole situation for what it was, not be taken under. Seth, would you say that uh, anger, could it be like an, an addiction or is there anything that happens within our bodies that like, we crave, like, you know, you almost live off of that anger. Uh, yeah, it, it can be uh, a little bit like an addiction. I don't know that, that they call it an anger addiction, but it's a cycle for sure because mm-hmm. we get stuck in cycles. It's a habit. Anger is really, our responses become habitual. How we respond every day, we're making and breaking habits. So uh, if you have an anger uh, issue, the way you handle anger, it's because you've developed bad habits. So if you will change your habits, you will change how you handle anger. And all of us can master it. It's not a matter matter of whether or not you can. It's just a matter of whether you will actually do the work and focus in on it. And Mm -hmm. it's definitely doable and possible for everyone. That's good. So we got to take another break. Um, We'll come right back after this. Go to fivestarlife.org to learn more and to get involved to donate. Five Star Life is a not-for-profit organization dedicated to changing the face of culture by changing kids' mindsets. Since 2005, we've impacted hundreds of thousands of lives thanks to the generous support of individuals, small businesses, corporations, and foundations. Are you interested in helping Five Star Life grow into all 50 states? With your donation or introduction, you can help bring Five Star Life to your community, school, and state. Go to fivestarlife.org and send us an email today. That's F-I-V-E-S-T-A-R-L-I-F-E dot O-R-G. Welcome back. Coach Seth here with the one and only Coach Mia. Thank you, Seth. I'm really, uh, this is a good lesson for me today. You know, it, it's it's something that all of us uh, can grow. I mean, nobody has or probably arrived with anger. We all have moments, but the the goal is to not let it rule us, and that that that's where we want to be. Anger, in and of itself, is not wrong. There's nothing wrong about it. It's just will we 
take responsibility? Will we grab hold of it and harness it um, and control it? And when you harness it, when you take ownership, you then can figure out if I'm going to release this anger through, do I need to forgive this person to let it go so it doesn't poison me? Um, do, do, do I have control? So now I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to walk away. I'm going to take some deep breaths. I'm going to go work out. That's like, like, then you can process what to do next. And, you know, for me with Richard, situations like this, um, it really was a game changer for me because I realized that a part of my passion for kids comes from anger, Mia. Mm. I, I am so mad that that kids get abused, that kids get made fun of, that they feel like losers, that they learn to hate themselves um, because people in their life push them down. It makes me angry. Now, what do I do with that anger? I mean, if it controls me, the situation Bree in studio asked me after the shoot this morning, she said, did, did that situation cause you to get angry or disillusioned with the idea of working with kids when something like that happens with somebody you mentor? And I said, um, no, it became fuel. That, that, that became fuel because it makes me so angry that there's so many dark forces in the world messing with our precious kids. It makes me so angry. I, and, I, and I told her this. I said, I, I look at myself as Santa Claus. I'm Saint Nick. Everywhere I go, I'm just handing out gifts, handing out joy, handing out peace, handing out love, handing out positivity, encouragement, kindness, love. Like, that's, that's who I want to be. I want to be Santa Claus. Now, Santa Claus is not responsible for what you do when you open the package. Not even responsible for whether you even open the package. Whether you use, mm -hmm. use, the, use the ball, whether you practice the piano, wh what you do with that gift is up to you. The gift has been given, now it's on you. And I, I told Bray, I said, that, that is how I view my role on planet Earth. I'm not responsible for what people do with what I give them. I'm responsible to be faithful, to be a giver. Mm. Which prevents me from being angry when people misuse the gifts. Yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. I'm just going to think of anger. You, I would never, ever put your name and anger next to each other, but you do, you have a healthy anger. You have a, some people would call that a drive. It's your mission. Um, but it is fueled by, uh, the fact that, you know what, you are four kids and you see what's being done to them and, and it drives you more. So that's very, uh, I, I love that about you. Well, thank you. Um, so I, 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 I want to challenge people to really think about anger differently and, and just to evaluate whether it's ruling you or you're ruling it. Are you harnessing it? Are you releasing it in healthy ways? Are you releasing it in ways that, that do damage to your own health, to other people's mental health or physical health or your home? <laughs> or are you, are you grabbing a hold of it and channeling it and releasing it in ways 
that are that allow you to get in shape that 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 allow you to to be more passionate about injustice in your world that's that's the point of anger that's why anger exists that's what it, mm-hmm. it's supposed to be this positive tool to enable us to be powerful to be strong but often it ends up being a tool that used to pull us under and we're victims of that beast. Mm-hmm. So I've talked to some, some parents here about uh, some practical ways of, you know, I mean, how many times do we meet with kids and they're like, my parents yell, my, you know, they're always uh, yelling at me and telling me what I do wrong. Um, and I know that that's not the heart of most parents. You don't, you don't become a parent thinking that I'm just going to tear down my kids, but life gets in the way you're working two jobs, you're trying to, you know, make your ends meet. And I mean, what, what can they do? Well, I, I think the, the most important thing that a parent that is struggling with this needs to hear is one, this lesson is not here to condemn you or judge you. That's not it. I would say the next thing that's most important, like it's tantamount, is that you don't justify your anger. This is one of the things that so many people do. It's a natural thing that anger does. Um, Anger, it finds a target. It finds somewhere else to place blame. Instead of of looking in the mirror and saying, I am going to control this. I'm going to own this. I'm going to take responsibility for this. Your kids... If you will do one thing, if you will just start to own this and even talk about it with them, I have an anger, like acknowledge, I have let anger rule me, but I want to change. Just that alone, that will mm-hmm. change, that'll be a game changer for your relationship with your kids. Now, if it's chronic, they might just kind of wink at you and think, oh, okay, good luck with that. But inside, they're going to be thinking, Okay, that's so good because often with people with chronic anger, they don't even want to admit that they have a real anger issue. Like when it's deep anger, it's like, well, if you would if you would have cleaned your room, if, if you would have been on time, if you wouldn't have done, it's always pointing the blame. And so kids will end up feeling so hurt by that because they, they, they feel like they're not heard. Mm-hmm. Even though they're being yelled at and they're being destroyed, the person that's destroying them isn't even acknowledging, like they're shaming. You're, we're shaming our kids, and we're when we're the when we're the problem. So, so, so just the identification of it and the acknowledgement of it, saying, "I have I have an issue, and I'm sorry," that's taking ownership. Mm-hmm. That's grabbing hold of it. That's getting it out of the depths of the sea and pulling it up to sea level and saying, hey, right here, yeah, this is an issue I have. Now you're exposing it. Now you can start to tackle it. And guess what? Most people are incredibly gracious. If you just say, man, even if you've blown, because you, you're going <laughs> to, you're not going to get this. Like, this isn't some magic potion where you figure this out in 10 minutes or in, in two, two weeks even. This is something, now in two weeks you'll see progress, but this is something where you expose it and people can come along you and, and you can, when you blow up, you can say, listen, I, I totally blew that. You can come back the next day or in an hour and say, 
I dropped the ball. And the more you can start to admit, I dropped the ball and here's what I did, that, that's, that's different. That's change for the people around you. Because often with that's- anger, people don't do that. Mm-hmm. We'll also talk a little bit about what taking responsibility means, because I hear more adults uh, apologize and then undo the apology by telling, you know, me why they did something or who made them do something. So, yeah. yeah. Is that really an apology? Yeah. Is it really <laughs> ownership and responsibility? Uh, so, yeah. So, that's so interesting. So maybe it's guilt, maybe it's shame that we feel guilty, like we need to apologize, but we truly haven't owned it. So we're going to, we're going to try to cover this up and say, you know what? I'm sorry I acted that way, but you just really were irritating me or, but this or, but that. And so it's this backhanded apology that isn't received at all. And it, it usually what ends up happening Unless the other person's totally calm, it usually stirs up <laughs> the issue again. Mm-hmm. And it begins the process all over again. If the person's calm, they'll just suck it up and say, okay, they're trying. But it doesn't help heal a relationship. Because that person, you've sent the message to them that all you're going to do is walk out the door feeling good like, I apologized, we're okay. When the other mm-hmm. person's saying, we're not okay at all. Because you never owned it. Right. So as a parent, (laughs) give us a quick, uh, you know, how can we totally own it? Well, it's that nailing that apology. I am really sorry. Um, It it was just flat wrong. I want to change and I I, I want some accountability. That's part of it. If you have people in your lives that can help hold you accountable, because the next time it happens, you start to get stirred up. If you would allow them, if you would, if you would not go from zero to 60 in, in like, like three seconds, if you could be mindful that I'm getting there. And if you could allow your, your kids, your spouse, the people in your life to give you flags when you don't see the flags, like, Hey, I can see you're getting angry. If you can have the grace to not let that throw you over the top, but you can say, that's a flag, and just step back. That will be a win. We're out of time. We got to take a quick break and wrap this thing up. Five Star Life offers year-round programs for kids at our 350-acre training facility that we call Summit. These programs focus on three core components. First, each program includes lessons from our curriculum that targets kids' mindset. Secondly, Each program teaches a skill like equine, archery, blacksmithing, basketball, fishing, boating, and many more. Thirdly, our programs connect kids to mentors we call coaches who are trained to help kids live a five-star life. Go to fivestarlife.org to learn more or sign up your kids. Welcome back. Coach Seth here, your host with my co-host, Coach Mia. Thanks, Seth. Gosh, you were giving some uh, great advice for parents and just trying to help their kids uh, with some anger, like some steps of how to control their anger. And I love it. This is such a a touchy topic. And anger is one of those things that really nobody is going to be willing to help you unless you really take ownership and bring it up and and allow it to be a conversation piece, which is the last thing we want to do. But I, I'm a big fan of exposing the areas that we need to work on 
and just have an open dialogue. Like, hey, I want to I want to get better at this. Think about what we do if we're an alcoholic, if we have um, a a issue with our our weight. What do we do? We talk to people like, hey, I want to I want to lose some weight. Hey, I know I need to stop drinking. Like that that's that's what everybody says to do. When it comes to these things like anger, we just think, well, that's just how I am. When in reality, if you can expose it and start to work on it, it will change your life. Now, you, your your kids too is so interesting because kids they learn from us. And so, and this is not a this is not a bad thing, not a good thing. It's just reality. They're going to learn. I, I've watched so many kids who have parents with rage issues, who are the most peaceful, most calm kids because they learned the opposite from a parent. And I watch kids who are filled with rage and anger because they've seen it modeled. And so you have both. But the beauty of humbling yourself and owning it and apologizing is you model for your kids that we're all on a journey, that nobody's perfect, and that I'm striving for better. And what is more powerful as a parent than to teach kids? And who else is going to teach kids this in, in this fashion? With, I mean, Five Stars teaching all kinds of lessons. We use stories. We use illustrations. But the most powerful lessons are the ones that are real, that are alive, that there's emotion, that it's the people that we care about. What a better classroom than as parents to model for our kids that life is a journey. See, you, you have to stop letting guilt and shame and condemnation really whisper from behind. Don't, don't, you know, don't talk about it. Just, just try to keep it under the rug. Like it's just better just to pretend nothing exists. How many stories of kids who become adults that grew up in families where they just brushed everything under the rug, where those kids suffered greatly for years? See, our home, Mia, is not perfect. I preach this stuff, I live it, but I'm human. My wife, she's human. We both mm -hmm. love our kids. But we mess up, probably on a daily basis. But the one thing I would, I would praise me and my wife for, for all the mistakes we make, one of the best things that we do is we are very quick to say, I blew it. That was uncalled for. I'm really sorry. I don't want to do that again. That that is that is one of the strengths, and you create a culture in your home where you can fail forward. We're not perfect, but we're striving for better, and we can talk openly about failure. We can talk mm -hmm. openly about struggle, about challenge, instead of pretending we're just this perfect five star family. So, how did you guys get there, though? Just trial and error, or? Uh, I think one, my wife is very, she's very open. She's just an open book. Like I, mm -hmm. I, you know her, she has no filter to a fault. Like she needs a little more filter. Like, we, yeah. Hey, this is, it's called discretion, babe. Like you don't need to say, say this. <laughs> Nobody needs to hear that. 
<laughs> but that's the thing that people love the most about her is she's just an open book. You know, people mm-hmm. are going to hear it all. And that, that, is, that is a great strength that she brings to our marriage. And me, I bring, um, I think, uh, the research, the knowledge of, of how these things work. And so I bring a knowledge base and probably a piece to it. And so that combination just kind of fell into place. But I think for anybody that's listening, again, um, it, it is as simple as thinking about what you want to see happen in your family. And, you know, farmers just right now, they're in the process of harvesting uh, sugar beets and beans and the late harvest of corn. Some of the last crops are being harvested. Now, what they'll start thinking about next is what they're going to plant in that field next year. They're not shocked right now that they're harvesting beans or corn where they're harvesting. They're, they're not surprised by that. They're harvesting what they planted. And so the, the, the beautiful thing about life, and this is such an important principle to, to wrap our minds around to understand because it, it motivates us, it encourages us that whatever we want to harvest in the next season of our lives it's as simple as working in reverse and thinking about what we want to plant today. I like it. Some people would call that setting goals, but I love the fact that you say, what do you want to harvest? Because really life is like this, this open you know, field that we can plant anything we want. Um, so yeah. let's choose to harvest good things. Yeah. So, so you know, with anger, you know, y- you planted – some of us have planted a lot of seeds of, of negative words, of negative actions. So we've planted that. We can't undo that. But what we can do is the next time we get angry, we can plant patience. We can plant walking away. We, we can plant some new seeds. And every time we do that, we're now, it, it's, turning, it's turning the tide. It's turning the ship. It, it, it's, it's a new day. And, and it just, it starts to shift the momentum. And when you, and you've got to celebrate those little seeds you plant, you got to celebrate those little momentum shifts. That's good. So we've got a couple minutes, Seth. What do you want to leave everybody with? Uh, you know what? I, I just, I want to leave people with hope. And I want to leave people with another thought. You know, if you have kids that are dealing with anger, this is a great lesson to go through. This is a great podcast to have them listen into. This is a great conversation starter because it's so easy when we get angry. If you don't deal with anger when you're young, by the time you're an adult, the habit of anger will be one where you don't take any responsibility, but you blame everybody else for your anger. So, so it's so important to, to, to really latch onto this as a family and start to realize the importance of helping your kids with anger and having these conversations about anger. Listen, it's okay to be angry. You can be furious on the inside, but what are you going to do with it? I would encourage you to have those conversations in real time with your kids. And for me, what I've done with my kids when they're angry is I will just tell them, you know what? You need to stop right there. Just, just stop. We'll come back to this. I will shut it down because I want to teach them. It, it, it's a little external influence to help them when they can't help themselves. Mm-hmm. But what are we doing? We're helping them create the habit of saying, okay, I'm going to stop. We'll come back to this, 
but I'm too angry to continue with this right now. I need to walk away. I need to take a few deep breaths. I need to do whatever I need to do. I need to go work out. So our kids know that that's okay in our family. And sometimes we, as, as parents, we don't let our kids walk away. Like we, we're like, you come back here right now. And I understand mm-hmm. there's a time and a place for that. I, 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 I totally understand that. But sometimes they, they need to walk away and come back to it five minutes mm-hmm. later, 15 minutes later. So I, I would just encourage you that, listen, you can plant what you want. You, you can start to turn the momentum. You can start to have dialogue in real time with your kids so that you're creating a, a, a new expectation, a new bar for your kids and for your family. That's good. All right. Thanks for tuning in. And I uh, encourage you to go to fivestillife.org to donate, to listen, and to bring Five Star to your school. At Five Star Life, we are changing the face of culture through education and sports by changing the most important piece of a human being's life, their mindset. If you are interested in being a part of our journey, please visit fivestarlife.org for more information on volunteer and donation opportunities.